Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to the Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. Following the publication of the 2018 Chagas National Farm Survey results, agricultural economist Emma Dillon joins us to discuss some of the key findings, including a 30% reduction in dairy farm incomes. Yeah, so the Chagas National Farm Survey is conducted every year and we collect data on a nationally representative sample of farms with a standard output of more than €8,000. So for dairy farms, for example, that means farms with more than four dairy cows. So it's only the, the very small farms that we're not collecting data on annually and they tend to be more the dry stock farms. So based on the CSO Farm Structure Survey in 2016, our sample is representative of about 93,000 farms nationally. So it would be very representative of the dairy population of about 16,000 dairy farms. And if you look then, if we if we focus on, on, on the dairy side of things, what have you observed in 2018? Are there, are there significant changes within the dairy sector? Absolutely. And I suppose this was well flagged. We know that 2018 was a really difficult year and the weather and the production conditions on farms were really difficult. So it is important to say that we do tend to talk about averages. We disaggregate where we can, but we do know that the, the 2018 story was very context specific. So it depended on the local weather conditions, the farm type, the stocking rate and the soil type. But overall, we know that all of the grassland farms were really challenged by the difficult weather conditions, that really prolonged winter that we had and the summer drought of course. So overall nationally we know that dairy farm income fell 31% to €61,000. Of course 2017 was a record year on dairy farms but I suppose that that fall was very much driven by the dramatic increase in production costs and that increase was about 17% in terms of costs on the dairy farms and hugely driven by the change in feed expenditure. So overall nationally we know that the concentrate feed expenditure was up 42% to €42,000 on average nationally. Uh, and also expenditure on bulky feed, although the the, the, the figure itself is a lot lower at €6,000 on average, that was also up 85%. And we did see quite interesting results there regionally. And I suppose we saw that in 2017, expenditure on concentrate feed in particular was already relatively high on farms in the northern and western region and we know that the days of grass are obviously less there and also the 2017 winter was already posing difficulties for those farmers. So we saw perhaps a more dramatic increase in the concentrate use in particular in the eastern and midland region and the southern region where maybe farms in the northern and western region were already feeding concentrates of that of that level. So on average in 2018 we saw a concentrate feed kilo per cow of about 1300 uh, and that was already at that level in the northern and western regions where in the south and the eastern and mid it went from 900 perhaps in 2017 up to that level whereas in the north and west we saw it go up to 1600 on average but again very context specific and 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 i suppose lo- looking at that and and looking say more southerly and into the midlands and east were th- were they reflective of the i suppose the higher impacted um farms in terms of costs and reduction in profit or was it a, you know across the board when you talk about regions yeah we certainly saw it across the board and, and overall nationally we saw you know, the, the production on a cent per litre basis, the total production cost was 27.1 cent per litre. Now, I think the difference uh, between eight and, say, 2016, for example, where we saw, you know, a, a dramatic reduction in the milk price, the milk price in 2018 held up and that helped buffer a little bit. But the net margin was down to 97 
uh, cent per litre across the board. Certainly, there is a different story across the different regions. And I suppose we've seen quite dramatic change in the eastern and midland region over the last number of years, particularly since milk quota abolition. I think we would say that they're less constrained in terms of access to land. So we've seen dairy cow numbers on average in that region go to 104 compared to a figure of 76 in the southern region where there are more limitations there around access to land. It is important to say, I suppose, that 73% of dairy farms you know, are based in the south. So what's happening there is really important. But I suppose we are seeing, uh, you know, a a really dynamic picture in the eastern and midland regions with uh, a higher degree of investment, a higher degree of hired labour, higher costs overall. So, yes, I think that there is a different picture. But but overall, in terms of family farm income per hectare, you saw that in 2018 in the southern region, that was about €1,000. And similar in the eastern and midland region, with a lower figure of about 870 in the northern and western region. So again, the impact was very much dependent on the the, the types of farms you had and, and the types of systems you have in terms of hired labour components and, and conic or rental and factors like that. Um, I suppose if we look at then at, at the overall picture, are the number of dairy farms increasing or decreasing? Um, you know, we, we know that cow numbers have increased, but is is that on new farms or existing farms? Yeah, so we know from the Farm Structure Survey of 2016 that we've got over 16,000 dairy farms. Some growth, but I suppose where we've seen the main gains really are in terms of the productivity and the efficiency on farms. And also, as you say, we've seen this increase in milk yield. So we did look at the kind of change in, in dairy structures on farms over the last number of years. So we see in 2018 the average number of dairy cows of 78 nationally, and that went from 65 in 2010. And interestingly, we've seen the total livestock units continue to increase as well, up to 119 on average. And I suppose we're seeing that farms are continuing to, you know, have replacements and and retain other animals on the farm. Uh, in terms of the milk yield, we've also seen that increase quite dramatically, up about 10% from 5,000 uh, litres per cow up to about 5,500 litres in 2018. I suppose the dairy UAA and the dairy forage area uh, have been a bit more static. So the UAA in 2018 was 58 hect- hectares and the dairy forage area was about 37. We've seen the milk production per hectare uh, you know, steadily increase since 2010. So going from about... 9.8 thousand litres per hectare up to 11.4 thousand per hectare in 2018. So we are seeing very dramatic increases in productivity there. And I suppose it's impo- important to say also that 2018 was obviously a very difficult year weather-wise, but we did see great recovery in the back end of the year. So overall milk production was up 4.5%. So there was that recovery which helped, I think, really uh, lessen the impact of that dramatic increase in production costs on dairy farms in 2018. So I think that's that's a really, really interesting point. So, I mean, you're pointing to lots of changes that are happening, but I suppose acknowledging that on farms, they are, are I suppose, becoming slightly more intensive in terms of their productivity is on the rise. It's, it's not necessarily coming from um, a big rise in cow numbers or a, a, a greater area in terms of, of what they're farming. Um, if we look at dairy then as a sector and we compare it to the other sectors, is it still remaining the dominant uh, um, agricultural enterprise in terms of profitability? 
Absolutely. And I mean, I think there's been a lot of discussion in recent months around the suckling system, for example, and a lot of attention around the fact that farm income there on average in 2018 was just over €8,300. And that fell 22% year on year. Interestingly, they were least impacted in terms of the increase in production costs. So the, the increase in concentrate use in particular was less on those systems than it was on the other dry stock systems, particularly the sheep. But I think what we're seeing there is a reduction in numbers and a reduction in output. Uh, and that's feeding through as well in terms of the overall income figures. I suppose it is interesting when we aggregate up the national income. And we know, for example, that we've got this very dynamic dairy sector with loads of potential around spin-off employment and potential for growth, notwithstanding the environmental challenges that are there. But we know that dairy farms only comprise 17% of the national farm population, whereas the cattle farms actually account for 57% of Irish farms. Interestingly, when we aggregate up the family farm income in 2018 across the sectors that we look at in the National Farm Survey, those 17% of farms, that those dairy farms, actually account for almost half of the income, so close to a billion. So I suppose what I'm saying to you is that the dairy farms, even though there are less of them, we do know that they are earning substantially more. I guess there are different factors at play on the cattle systems and the sheep systems. And on the cattle in particular, we would see a much larger proportion of those farmers working off farm and more of those farms being operated on a, on a part-time basis. So we know that about 40% uh, percent of cattle rearing and cattle other farmers would work off farm with slightly less on the sheep. I suppose also to say that the cattle finishing systems were also very much impacted by the increase in production costs but we did see an increase there in the livestock units and the area so their output was up overall so the cattle finishing income fell 11% to about 15,000 euro and similarly the sheep farm income was around that as well at about 13,500 euro that fell down 21% and again that was very much driven by the increase in concentrate use particularly because the lambing coincided with a lot of the bad weather. I suppose it is important to say that those dry stock farm incomes have for the last number of years lagged uh, substantially below the dairy and also to some degree the tillage farm incomes. But I think it's all the more apparent in recent years since the abolition of milk quota, where as I say, we've seen a very dynamic dairy sector with increases in investment and expansion overall and much more, I think, pessimism on the dry sock side and a lot of kind of negative discussion around prices and maybe more difficulties in terms of achieving better efficiencies and productivity. Uh, and I think that, yes, we can, if we break it out into stocking rate, we can show that on some of those cattle systems, it is possible to make money, but the vast majority aren't. And that we know on the cattle rearing farms or the single suckling systems, that 65% of those farms are making less than €10,000. And that's very much at all to dairy farmers where we see, you know, a much larger proportion of them making good incomes, about half of them making between 20 and 70,000 euro in 2018. And and looking at that figure, and, and, and you mentioned it, say the, the dairy income on average in 2018 was, you know, 61,000 euro, which is really substantial, you know, as you say, comparing it to the other sectors. Um, you also mentioned the 30% reduction is in line with a very strong 2017. Absolutely. Yeah, the 2017 figure was a record high. 
uh, close to €90,000 on average and, and higher if we look at the eastern and midland region in particular. But of course, as I said, the southern region is very much the, the, the driver. I think that that's a positive, I suppose, that the production costs were dramatically higher in 2018. But the, I suppose the milk price held up to a degree and also production held up. And we saw that recovery in the second half of the year, which thankfully brought the average income back to, I suppose, more normal levels. And and you mentioned it. There's like there's a combination of things happening. Say, for example, in 2017, it was a good year for grass-based farmers and a, a very high milk price. Are we more realistic when we look at a figure of sixty thousand in terms of dairy income, or do, do you think you know it, it is on the rise? You know, would we be able to maintain it closer to the ninety thousand of 2017 going forward? I think I suppose when we look at 2017 and we look at production costs on a cent per litre basis, it was about 23.4 cent per litre on average. That rose to 27.1 cent per litre in 2018. Hopefully we wouldn't see the extreme change that we did see in 2018 again. But having said that, I suppose, as you say, 2017 was a particularly good year in terms of the milk price. It was at 37 cents. We've seen that drop back in 2018 and subsequently in 2019. So uh, personally, probably somewhere between the two is more likely. I suppose in terms of other cost components that we've seen increase on farms outside of the feed story, we saw a a 14% increase in fertiliser use or value expenditure on dairy farms and a 20% increase in terms of the contracting charge spend. So I suppose there's a couple of factors at play there. In 2018, we saw a lot of dairy farms and farms across the board, in fact, try and make more fodder to build that reserve and to build that resilience into the system. So I suppose we will see potentially increased spending on those kind of things year on year. Interestingly, also, we saw an increase in 2018 and in the last number of years, in fact, in the proportions spent in terms of contracting charges on farms. And I would think that that really is a mix of two two things, really. So in 2018, we saw the average spend in terms of contracting charges at €11,000, and that was up close to 20%. Now, of course, that is driven to some degree by the increased fodder requirement that was there in the second half of the year. We have seen that creep up over the last number of years, and potentially that is dairy farmers uh, changing their workload a little bit and perhaps delegating some of the tasks that they would have done on farm to contractors and that is borne out in terms of some of the machinery running costs that they have and decline in that that we've seen in the last number of years. Uh, Also I suppose we're seeing an increase in terms of the hired labour and again that can be very much region dependent. Also in 2018 we saw quite a substantial increase in terms of depreciation. So in line with inflation and in line with increases in building costs we saw that increase on farms in 2018. It went up about €3,000 to €16,800 on average in 2018 on dairy farms. So I suppose some of these costs are increasing year on year anyway and were very much dependent and family farm income over the last number of years has been very much dependent on that price volatility, be that input or output. And I suppose... To summarise, I, I guess that that figure of €60,000 is more likely to, to be what we will see. But again, very much dependent on what happens in the kind of global arena around milk price. And we know that there are a lot of kind of question marks around that this year. On the one hand, we're seeing downward pressure from some of the processors and maybe negative sentiment at the beginning of the year around where milk price was going to go. I suppose on the other hand, 
And of course, that has borne out in some of the recent global dairy trade auctions where we have seen two negatives now after 10 uh, consecutive positives. But on the other hand, we've seen global supply maybe has been uh, more in our favour than we thought with phosphate issues in the Netherlands and also poor weather conditions in Australia and New Zealand impacting on global supply. So uh, there are lots of macro pressures and of course Brexit is the, the great unknown. But for the most part, we would hope that things will generally look positive on dairy farms in 2019. Have you projected um, milk price now that we're, you know, we're discussing that? Have you projected cent per litre um, base price for dairy farms in Ireland this year? We haven't finalised on a figure, but we will be doing a mid-year outlook now in the next couple of weeks. So we'll be bearing all of those factors in mind and we will be coming uh, coming out with a, a specific figure on that. And I, I guess, you know, when we look at um, dairy incomes, and, and I suppose not to labour the point, but there's the dairy payments, or sorry, the direct payments are included in, in um, you know, the family farm incomes. They were accounting for 30% of income in the dairy sector this year. Is that a fairly standard figure or, you know, you know, is it generally more or less? Yeah, it, it, it tends to fluctuate, obviously, in line uh, with... Um with what the income is, I suppose, overall. But yes, it tends to be around that. And I suppose it's in stark contrast to the dry stock systems, particularly the cat and rearing and the sheep, where we see that once the direct payments uh, are accounted for, we we know that those types of farms are losing about €4,500 out of the direct payment when we look at their family farm income overall. So yes, dairy farms are receiving a substantial figure on average uh, at about €21,000 in 2018. But it is important to say that the dairy and tillage farms tend to receive a larger overall payment or combination of scheme payments because they are larger farms. So if we look at that on a per hectare basis, the dairy farms are actually receiving the lowest at about €360 in 2018. So once that that scale uh, factor is taken into account, we see that the other scheme, the other systems are far more reliant on those kind of payments and particularly so around the agri-environmental scheme payments. And we see also the importance of schemes such as the sheep welfare scheme and the BDGP on the sheep and cattle rearing systems um, collectively. I suppose we do see increased payments on the gloss uh, and again, that was very important on the dry stock systems in 2018. And all farms really benefited from the increase in the areas of natural constraints in 2018, with the average dairy farm receiving about €1,800 Euro from that scheme. And I suppose going forward, you know, a comment from a lot of farmers, you know, across the board is that, you know, their their direct payments are declining. You know, is this the trend that is going to continue, uh, you know, Will we have this sort of a structure in the future that we will see as part of our incomes? Yes, I would imagine so. Yet they certainly have been declining on the average dairy farm in 2010. The, pay, the direct payments combined received was over €23,000. And as I said, that was about €21,000 in 2018. I suppose what we will see uh, in terms of the new cap, one would assume, given the objectives around generational renewal and the environmental objectives that are there around landscape preservation and biodiversity, we will potentially see more direction of payment towards the agri-environmental schemes. And we know that they are relatively more important on the dry stock farms. Of course, they're pillar two payments. They need to be co-funded by the national government. So there's a lot to be discussed yet 
around the type of payments model that we will see, the type of convergence that we will see in the next round of CAP. But that certainly is something that would be very much up to, for discussion in the next couple of months. I, I suppose it's important to say as well that within the survey, and you, if you will see it, if you look at the the slides that that are, that are being made available, that we looked at the participation by farm system across the different schemes. And we saw, for example, something like TAMS being very important on the dairy farms. So although only 11% of dairy farms participated in TAMS in 2018, we saw that the average payment received was over €21,000. So substantial payments available to those farms who are participating in a scheme like TAMS. And that's bearing through, I think, when you look at the investment that we've seen in dairy farms over the last number of years. And just out of interest, what sort of um, what sort of investments are being made through the TAM systems, like on the farms that you're looking at? Yeah, so we looked at the investment across the farms, and we saw that on-farm investment across all systems was up nine percent to close to a billion euro in 2018. And I suppose in a year where weather conditions were difficult and the milk price was back a bit. I suppose that is positive. I suppose you could say that some of that investment was already planned uh, and I suppose um, it wasn't something that was going to change. But on the average dairy farm, we saw investment of about €31,000 in 2018. Uh, and overall, dairy farms accounted for over half of the overall investment. So uh, as I mentioned previously, some pessimism in the other systems with investment levels of just about €3,000 on the dry stock, €11,000 on the tillage, but the dairy out and out ahead there. And I suppose in terms of the investments, we're seeing about €13,000 on the machinery, uh, about €16,000 on the buildings, and a lower figure, about €2,000 on the land improvement, perhaps with less reseeding and land improvement undertaken in 2018 due to the bad weather. So overall, about half on buildings and half on machinery. That's great, Emma. I think we've got a, a great picture of uh, the report of the National Farm Survey. I think also um, from what you know, what you've told us, the milk price is on the decline currently, and we need to be aware of that in terms of what our income is and in terms of expenditure, we need to be conscious of those additional costs we encourage in 2018 and maybe trying to dec- decrease those again in the year of 2019. Thank you, Emma. Thanks, Emma Louise. That's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast. And my thanks to Emma Dillon for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.